chapter sixteen of stories of the victoria cross by frank mundell this librivox recording is in the public domain the heroic defence of rourke's drift on the afternoon of the twenty second of january eighteen seventy nine while lieutenant chard was on duty at the buffalo river he was hailed by two men who shouted to be taken across he at once ferried them over and they told him in a few hurried and breathless sentences that an overwhelming force of zulus had massacred the british troops at isandula and were advancing on rourke's drift ordering the men under his command to return to the camp as soon as possible the lieutenant hurried on before them when he arrived he found that lieutenant bromhead was busily engaged in putting the place in a state of defence rourke's drift between isandula and natal had at one time been a mission station and contained a church and a small house the church was now used as a storehouse and the dwelling had been converted into a hospital to connect the two a rude wall of mealy bags was hastily thrown up and inside of this a second wall of biscuit boxes was made not a moment was there to lose and every man worked as if the lives of all depended upon his single exertions boxes of ammunition were brought out and placed within reach so that there should be no lack of powder and shot these preparations had hardly been completed when the sound of firing was heard and in a moment more five hundred zulus appeared the soldiers at once rushed to their positions and with loaded rifles and fixed bayonets silently awaited the attack on came the zulus confident of an easy victory but they were met with a volley which caused numbers of them to bite the dust this unexpected reception rather cooled their ardour and they took refuge in some low outhouses and field ovens from which they kept firing until the main body of their comrades came up they soon arrived a mighty force three thousand in number seeing that they could not take the place by surprise they lined the hill overlooking the camp and began to pour a terrific fire on the defenders then they made a rush at the wall of mealy bags and several desperate encounters followed the soldiers however stuck gallantly to their posts and wielded their bayonets to good purpose the zulus retired only to come on again with redoubled fury but they could not overcome the little band of heroes nor cause them to waver for an instant with no little anxiety did the two lieutenants watch the progress of the fight and their example was not wanting to nerve the men to deeds of devotion clearly above the din of battle rang out their orders and words of encouragement 
lieutenant chard left nothing undone that could aid them in their gallant defence lieutenant bromhead did great execution among the zulus with his rifle he seemed to see everything if at one part help was needed there he was among the men with bayonet fixed fighting like a common soldier if at another directions were required he was present to give them at length the fire from the hill became so hot that it was judged prudent to retire within the line of biscuit boxes accordingly lieutenant chard gave the order and the men abandoned the outer line by this movement the enemy were enabled to reach the hospital into which they made desperate efforts to force an entrance failing in this some of them climbed onto the roof and fired the thatch it now became necessary to remove the sick and wounded the doors were again assailed and while some of the soldiers helped the sick and wounded to a place of safety others stood with bayonets fixed to defend the entrance two privates named robert jones and william jones defended the room in which they were posted till six out of the seven patients were removed as fast as the enemy came up to the doorway they were struck down until the entrance was nearly filled with their dead bodies the seventh man refused to move and when robert jones returned to make another attempt to rescue him he found the poor fellow dead with a zulu spear sticking in his breast breaking through a partition they entered another room where they found privates hook and williams bravely contending against overwhelming odds hook and the two joneses took upon themselves the task of keeping the zulus at bay while williams helped the sick and wounded the terrible scene was now rendered perfectly appalling with the bloodthirsty yells of the zulus the cries of the sick that remained and the burning thatch falling about our heads the three soldiers fought on with undiminished bravery till twenty-three out of the twenty-six patients were rescued the whole of the hospital was now burning furiously and it was no longer possible to remain in it so the four heroes made their escape into the centre of the square the lurid light shed across the scene of battle by the flames of the burning buildings revealed an awful sight all around as far as the eye could reach nothing could be seen but a surging mass of zulus the outer line of defences as well as the hospital was in their possession and it was evident they were preparing for a final attempt to carry the position fresh ammunition was served out and the little band of heroes stood calm but determined awaiting the onset the zulus seeing that they could not break down the defence abandoned the attack and retired to a short distance from which they kept up a steady fire for some hours 
then it became gradually less frequent and finally ceased when a new day was shedding its welcome light across the sky the garrison strained their eyes to catch sight of the foe not one was to be seen favoured by the darkness they had retired in silence tired as they were with their tremendous exertions the soldiers began to strengthen their position in case of another attack about seven o'clock while they were busy removing the thatch from the roof of the storehouse a large body of the enemy came in sight the soldiers at once flew to arms and took up their positions the enemy slowly advanced for a short distance when they turned and disappeared shortly afterwards the welcome sight of redcoats gladdened the eyes of the garrison it was the british force under the command of lord chelmsford when he arrived upon the scene and heard the story of the conflict he turned to the men and said thank you all very much for your gallant defence gallant indeed it was a hundred and thirty-nine british soldiers behind a weak and irregular line of defence had repulsed the repeated attacks of upwards of three thousand zulus the british loss was fifteen killed while of the zulus three hundred and fifty were slain it is indeed the most heroic defence in our military annals lieutenants chard and bromhead together with six of their men received the victoria cross for their bravery on being asked what were his feelings during the desperate encounter in which he was engaged robert jones replied as to my feelings at the time they were that i was certain that if we did not kill them they would kill us my thought was only to fight as an english soldier ought to for his most gracious sovereign queen victoria and for the benefit of old england there can be little doubt that the words of this brave soldier express the idea that was uppermost in the mind of every man of that heroic little band End of chapter sixteen